Hey, 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 welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Review of Rob Show. Thank you for coming back again this week. Got so much news for you to talk about. And I've got a movie review by the name of Emma. Interesting movie. Can't wait to talk about that one. Um, but yes, nonetheless, thank you again for joining me this week. Got tons of news, but of course, before we jump into the news, I'd like to talk about what's been going on in my life. Um, an unfortunate news happened in my life last week, last Friday, as they're recording this episode. Unfortunately... The event I love, the event I hope for every single year, the main thing I hope for every single year, Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando has been postponed, not canceled, postponed until next year. So Halloween Horror Nights 30 will not be taking place this year, which is completely and utterly disheartening. But I will talk more about that on the Disnoids podcast. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Since the last recording of this episode, I am happy to announce that the Disnoids are back in business. We brought we got the we got the podcast going again. It's so much fun hooking up with my brother and doing some more uh, podcasting, man. That's where it started. That's where we've had so much fun doing it and so happy to be back on there and can't wait to talk uh more news in the theme park worlds uh, over there on the Disneyoids podcast. Definitely make sure you check that out. That's always a fun time. Um other than that, of course been doing what I do best, that's watch movies and finally after what seems like probably 1500 years <laughs> I finally finished my uh, little horror marathon I had going on. If you remember back, I know it's been so long, but if you remember back, I was doing a horror marathon of the Chucky series. That's the original Chucky series. Well, actually, I threw in the new Child's Play. So the Chucky stuff, the Chucky movies, Chucky series, if you will, and the Halloween series. And I was going back and forth, one, 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 you know, Child's Play and then Halloween. Child's Play 2, Halloween 2, yada, yada, yada. That's what I was doing. took me much longer than I wanted it to, but... Finally got through that and had an absolute blast. Um, it was cool to get through it. I got to come up with another marathon now. Probably going to go trilogies. I think next will be the uh, idea. But yeah, love watching movies, obviously, as you know. Whole podcast about watching movies here. Um, so yeah, finally finished that off. And looking forward to wherever I go from there. But other than that, not much going on in my world. Um, and, you know, we can go ahead and jump into... Uh, Movie news, which is, you know, very appropriate. First bit of news I have, just spoke of Chucky. Big Chucky news has happened since our uh, last episode. They released the teaser trailer for the Chucky series that is coming to what I believe was just sci-fi. But it was announced during the teaser trailer that the show is coming to both sci-fi and USA, who, of course, both owned by NBC. But that's huge news right there. That show, obviously, they're going to treat it very well instead of some, you know, sci-fi byproduct that has horrible CGI and horrible looks and everything like that. This is going to be treated better because, you know, it's got it's going to be on USA. It's going to be on both channels. They want it to look good. Plus, this is Chucky. This is an iconic franchise. Can't mess that up, right? This is a big deal, I think, for sci-fi to have this series. I know I'm a huge Chucky fan, but just taking myself out of it i still think it's huge because this is an iconic character from the horror realm i mean we're talking over 30 years of content from uh the chucky franchise so yes chucky series coming awesome teaser trailer came out telling us our buddy is coming and i'm so excited i can't wait that's the huge deal for me can't beyond explain to you how huge of a deal it is for me even forward more even bigger deal just to add on top of the awesomeness of this show brad dorif the man, the voice himself, who has been voicing Chucky since 1988 when the first movie came out. Um, he is signed on. He is back for the TV show, and that is fantastic news. Love Brad Dorff, fantastic actor by all means. 
Um, of course, he's known very well for the Chucky series, but, I mean, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And uh, speaking of, again, falls into my marathon of Rob Zombie's Halloween films. He played Sheriff Brackett in both films. Brad Dorf is a great actor. Um, that's just a couple of things that he's done. But he's, of course, very well known as the voice of Chucky. And it's so great to hear that he's back voicing Chucky. Um, if you remember, they did the Child's Play remake of the original film. Weird situation there. Um, the original film, Child's Play, was put released on MGM instead of Universal, which has all the other films. And essentially what happened there is, you know, MGM had the rights and they put out a new film which is actually really good. I actually enjoyed that film a lot. Um, had my reservations about it, but nonetheless, I checked out the film. And I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot, and I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it. And they did a great job by getting one of the best voice actors in the world, and Mark Hamill, to play the voice of Chucky to make it a little bit easier blow. But even the great Mark Hamill cannot hit what Brad Dorff does with that character. So hearing that he is back for the Chucky series, which it is called, um, for the, for the uh, USA and sci-fi series is awesome. Uh, this will be the... Brad Dorf. I mean, he's played the voice of the character for seven films. All seven films. That's Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. All seven, it's been Brad Dorf. So the fact that he's back for the show, it's awesome. As I mentioned, this Child's Play series has been running for over 30 years. Started uh, with the first film dropping back in 1988. The year I was born, so it was just meant to be that I was going to love Chucky, uh, which was a box office success, actually, and has uh, generally positive reviews throughout the whole uh, six sequels. They remained uh, box office successes, but slowly started earning mixed and negative reviews. See to Chucky, we blame you um, for that one. But uh, Curse of Chucky actually revitalized the series with uh, taking it back to its horror roots, and uh, that earned a lot of positive reviews. And then Cult of Chucky came went straight to Blu-ray release, which earned uh, some strong reviews as well. So, Chucky series coming, and I can't begin to explain to you how excited I am about that. Uh, continuing my excitement, it's good to feel good about things, especially with my trip being canceled. It's nice to have stuff kind of distract me and make me happy. <laughs> and more happy news, Regal Theaters. Regal Theaters is where I go. That's my movie theater chain. I always go there. always have a great time. Never had a complaint with Regal Theaters. They are apparently reopening August 21st. I've, I remember they said they were going to reopen maybe, what, a month ago, and it didn't end up happening, of course. But now hearing they're trying to reopen again for August 21st, which, thank goodness, I miss going to the movie theaters. Like, I can't, like, I just, trust me when I tell you, movie theater experience is a real thing. And watching a movie, movie in a theater with the huge screen and everything is just, it's so much better to me than... Watching it at home. Yes, watching it at home has its privileges, has its awesomeness to it. But watching it in theaters is just a whole different kind of feeling. I love it. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this stays positive and we get a opening to Regal Theaters starting August 21st. And can't wait to see what they got going on there. I know other theater chains around the world and theaters that have been able to open have been able, have been like showing classic films like Jurassic Park. I will gladly go back to theaters and see that movie again, you know. I love that movie. That's my all-time favorite movie, so I will always see it when they re-release it in theaters and see whatever else they got going on. Um, speaking of theaters, this one, I saw this earlier today and I had a huge chuckle about this because it's so funny. Um, maybe you remember this, maybe you don't. There was a feud going on between AMC Theaters and Universal Pictures, which started over the fact that Trolls World Tour was released on video on demand in March. 
instead of being released in theaters. Um, and there's some kind of, there's a theater agreement with films. A film has to be in theaters for a certain amount of time before it can be released on home video, right? So they ended up feuding over this. And AMC said they will never show a universal film on a big screen again since they did that because breach of contract and whatever, which is just unbelievably bad business on AMC's part. You look at Universal, huge movies. Huge movies. And they got huge movies coming. I mean, you got Jurassic World Dominion, which brings in bucks. Jurassic franchise brings in the dollars. Fast and the Furious franchise, I'm not the hugest fan of it, but I will admit they bring in money. You know, you've got the Invisible Man movie that just made bank and numerous other things that Universal has coming. You don't want to be saying you're not going to take Universal Films. Universal does a lot of movies, and there's a lot of business. Halloween, I mean, come on. So, yeah, you don't want to do that, and now it looks like feud is over. Feud is kaputzo. Um, they have agreed on a deal. Uh, as part of the deal, Universal and Focus Features must play movies in cinemas for at least three weekends or 17 days before releasing those films on premium video-on-demand platforms. Here we go. Yeah, typical theaters would have the exclusive rights to a film for 90 days. So now they've reached a deal where a movie can be in theaters. There you go. Three weekends, 17 days, and then you can put it on demand. Which, honestly, as much as I love movie theaters, this seems like the right thing to do. A lot of people don't go to movie theaters too much, and I wish they would. Because, again, I love the movie theater process. I don't want to ever see that go. But we very much live in a society now that is very much, give me now, I want it. I want to stream everything. I want to watch it now. So obviously this is where the world's been going. We saw it happen with CDs to uh, digital files now that you can download and stuff like that. Which again, I still kind of buy CDs, but that's kind of coming to an end as well. But Which is hilarious because you look now, vinyls are back. Vinyl records are back and people are buying them up. So there you go. It is what it is. Good to hear that uh, AMC came to there, came to some smarts. They got some smarts during this break time and realized, hey, we should probably be friends with the Universal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's good news. Speaking of records, you know what? I'll get to that later. Um, next bit of news, Disney+. Plus. If you remember, a lot of stuff going on with Disney+. Plus. Um, remember a couple episodes ago, may have been, been even last week's episode, I brought up the idea of a Solo, as in Han Solo, show coming to... Disney Plus, following Han Solo. You know, the movie Solo, A Star Wars Story, didn't do as well as they hoped it would have gone. It was only 2018 when that movie came out. I thought it was later. Much more time has passed since that movie, I guess, because it just completely put it out of my mind. But it's only two years ago. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, a lot of people didn't know if anything would happen with the series because it didn't do too well box office-wise. But there have been people that have been hoping for a Solo continuation, and now there's a rumor and this is just straight up rumor, nothing confirmed about this, but there's a rumor currently that Disney Plus is developing a series centered around gambler, con artist, and original owner of the Millennium Falcon. That's right. I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> um, Lando. Lando Calrissian. I can't believe I blanked on his name. Donald Glover played Lando Calrissian in the solo film. Did a fantastic job, by all means, which Donald Glover always does a great job, so... That is very interesting news. That is very, very intriguing news. I'm here for this. All the way here for it. Like I said, Donald Glover is a freaking treasure to this world. So you give us a Disney Plus show starring Donald Glover. Um, you let him executive produce and be a creator of the thing. It'll be awesome. 
No way that can be a disappointment. Um, biopic news. Dave Franco is set to portray Vanilla Ice in a biopic called To the Extreme. That's right, we're getting a Vanilla Ice biopic. And I know that music films have been like a huge deal for years trying to turn these things into biopics. And most recently, it seems like there's been a lot. Uh, we had Bohemian Rhapsody, which won awards. We had Rocket Man, which I love and I reviewed on this show. Absolutely love that film. I went out and bought the movie on Blu-ray um, as soon as I got done. As soon as the episode came out, I went and bought it on Blu-ray because it's such a good movie. Watch Rocket Man. Uh, that movie won awards too. So I think following in the success of the other two, they're wanting to kind of cash in on this. Again, I want stories on like Aerosmith and Ozzy Osbourne, you know, stuff like that. But Vanilla Ice could be interesting. Uh, it looks like the film will center... On the rise of uh, Robert Van Winkle, better known as Vanilla Ice, from his high school dropout selling cars in Dallas to becoming the first hip-hop artist to have a single top the Billboard charts with 1990s one, Ice Ice Baby. Do, 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 You know, actually I did that wrong, excuse me. And did the Queen song. Vanilla Ice himself said there's a difference. Theirs goes, do, 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 do. Do 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 do. Vanilla Ice said his is different because his goes do 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 do. Do 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 do. That's the only difference, right? But nonetheless, um, Ice Ice Baby, huge success. People sing it all the time. Uh, the film will also chronicle Ice's struggles with stardom, extortion attempts, and criticisms of selling out. So, Vanilla Ice biopic coming. Dave Franco will star as the title character. Um, and of course, in the inevitable news. Films have been pushed back, delayed, releases and all that stuff. People are worried about releasing their films right now, which rightfully so. You know, some people don't want to go out, which is fine. Nothing against them. That's their prerogative. I feel like the people are taking the necessary precautions. It's okay for you to go out and enjoy things, and I want to be back in movie theaters. Nonetheless, things are being delayed. Um, and this is nothing new for this franchise. James Cameron's long-delayed sequels to Avatar... Uh, will now premiere every other December starting in 2022. Follows as such, Avatar 2, December 2022. Avatar 3, December 2024. Avatar 4, December 2026. And Avatar 5, 2028. We're going to be freaking 50, 100 years old when these movies come out. Uh, the second Avatar installment, which was originally aiming to open in 2014, will debut 13 years after the first film. That's insane, man. So much insanity with this Avatar series. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Not the biggest fan of the Avatar film. I get it. I know some people love it. What made that movie so successful is that like this was the return of the big 3D films. And they cashed big on that. And it was the number one film worldwide for years. So it was number one for years until uh, last year when Avengers Endgame beat it. Which was a much better film. <laughs> but and then rightfully so. Glad it beat it. But... If you love Avatar, good on you. You've got multiple sequels coming. I didn't enjoy the movie all that much. I will say I enjoyed the land at uh, Animal Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom. I did enjoy that land. The land was pretty fun to play in. Um, but yeah, that's been delayed also in the Disney realm. Uh, the trio of Star Wars movies will debut around Christmas every other year starting 2023. So these movies are going to be going back and forth. It's going to be Avatar and Star Wars. Avatar, Star Wars. Avatar, Star Wars. First of the three films will launch December 22nd, 2023, and two follow-ups will hit theaters in 2025 and 2027, all December. 
uh, studio has kept it close to the chest about what these films will entitle or entail. Um, as well, Milan, the live action remake, which should have been out August 21st. Um, which is interesting, because that's when Regal Theaters are reopening is August 21st. But uh, Mulan has been uh, taken off the release calendars altogether. I believe it has been pushed back to next year, but nothing concrete about that. So Disney has pushed their stuff back, and this is some big stuff. The Mulan live-action film looks interesting enough, but completely different from that cartoon. And, you know, we're going to see where this goes. I'm interested in Star Wars films, because I don't know what they are. Um, you know, I secretly hope that one of them is... Uh, Episode 10, just so we can get an even number. <laughs> That's the way my mind works. Um, an even number to the Skywalker Saga. But nonetheless, there you go with those movies. More movies pushed back for another uh, another company. Quiet Place and Top Gun Maverick have both been pushed back. Um, Quiet Place 2, starring, of course, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, will now release in theaters on April 23rd, 2021. Um, instead of September 6, 2020, and Top Gun Maverick, a movie which I was highly anticipating, wanting to see, I mean, come on, love Tom Cruise, he's my favorite um, actor of all time, so I was highly anticipating that movie, the movie was gonna come out on my birthday, I think, um, but yeah, then it was pushed, it was pushed back to December 23rd, 2020, it was gonna be a Christmas gift, and now it has been pushed back again to July 2nd, 2021, makes sense, put that movie out, in uh, July, close to July 4th weekend. It's a good it's a good placement for that film. That film's going to work very well in the July 4th weekend. This is, of course, a sequel to the 1986 classic. Can't wait to see some Top Gun Maverick. Um, let's get to some positive news now from here on out. Jurassic World Dominion. Love the Jurassic World franchise. I love what they've done with, that, uh, with, the new, with this new trilogy. Obviously, again, it's not going to be a trilogy. They've announced they're going to do some more stuff for the Jurassic franchise. Um, after Dominion, but we got some good news from director Colin Trevorrow that uh, Jurassic World Dominion will feature more animatronics and practical effects, which thank the good movie lords above for this happening. I love animatronics. It's just, it's, as somebody who loves watching film and has been watching it for so long and just everything like that, I love animatronics and I love practical effects. I like nothing against CGI. I just like the feel of more realism and that's what you get with some animatronics and practical effects you get that real you get that good raw feel that just feels so much better than watching cgi so so happy about this can't wait to see where they're going with the jurassic world franchise can't wait to see how jurassic world dominion goes especially after jurassic world fallen kingdom was uh, so good love that movie i don't care what any other other critics have to say love jurassic world fallen kingdom felt like a 100 percent um horror film that's what it felt like felt like dinosaurs in a horror film which is just what the first jurassic park film was can't wait. Um, something else I can't wait for. Going to get HBO Max just for this. Um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. May have talked about talked about this on almost every episode of the show. But news keeps coming. And we've, we're in Comic-Con realm right now. We've got cons going on. And Zack Snyder was um, asked some questions recently about his cut of Justice League. And he said, emphatically, he said, literally blow that effing thing up. Before using any of Whedon's, uh, Josh Whedon's footage, stating too that the theatrical version of the film from 2017, which Whedon oversaw the extensive reshoots on, was separate from the DCEU timeline. Quote Snyder says, There would be no chance on earth that I would use a shot from after I left the movie, he shared. 
Quote, I would destroy the movie. I would set it on fire before I use a single frame. I did not photograph. Snyder explained that is a effing hard fact. So yeah, no Joss Whedon stuff, which I am, I'm fine with. I want Snyder's full version. If you're giving us a Snyder cut, I want full Snyder cut version of this film. And speaking of when he was talking about this, baby, we got to look at the black suit Superman. And oh my God, my... My DC heart was pounding hard that day. I was in so much love seeing that black Superman suit. It was so good. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I think that's just, whoo, I fell in love that day. You know what I'm saying? Loved it. Absolutely loved seeing the black Superman suit. Love what we're seeing from Zack Snyder's stuff already. We still got that coming out till next year, but utterly excited for this. I love DC films. And Justice League, I did not enjoy it at all, but everything I'm hearing... Well, I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed parts of Justice League. Mostly everything other than Batman. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they ruined Batman in that film. Hopefully that gets fixed with uh, Snyder's version. But, can't wait. I'm into it. I'm excited about it. Can't wait to see what we're getting with the Snyder Cut. And everything that's been released or talked about right now is so amazing. Can't wait. Um, other news about things I can't wait to see and I'm super excited about seeing. Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills is coming next year. It's got pushed back. It was supposed to come out this October. It got pushed to next year. Fine. I can wait a little bit longer for it. Um, but David Gordon Green, the director, who did a fantastic job on Halloween 2018, which just watched the other night to finish up my marathon. That was the last film in the marathon. So good. I've seen that. I've only seen that film before then maybe two or three times. And just watching again, such brilliance throughout that film. They did such a good job of paying homage to all the Halloween films even though this uh even though Halloween 2018 is a direct sequel from the first Halloween film they did a great job with this film of kind of like putting in easter eggs everywhere and just the story they told was brilliant and they did a great job can't wait to see what they do with Halloween Kills and uh David Gordon Green touched on some aspects of Halloween Kills that will make it feel different from the 2018 film as well as all previous Halloween movies quote uh it's the first film if the first film was somewhat retelling the origin of Myers and getting us up to speed with where Laurie has been all these years, and then part two is going to be about the outrage of Haddonfield. Uh, he went on to say that uh, the film was originally titled uh, Mob Rules, was the working title that they were doing for the film. He added it's about a community that is united by outrage and divided in how to deal with evil. It's not just Lori and the Strode family who have, will uh, be trying to take Michael Myers down in the Halloween Kills, but rather the entire town of Haddonfield populated in next year's sequel by returning faces, including Charles Cyphers as Lee Brackett. Anthony Michael Hall will be playing Tommy Doyle. Kyle Richards is returning to play Lindsay Wallace and Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers. Current release date for Halloween Kills is October 15th, 2021, and I am stoked for this. Can't wait. Love me some Michael Myers, man. All for it in this film. It sounds interesting. We're going to see some town stuff going on. Um, pretty cool. Haddonfield's been a huge uh, backdrop to the whole series. It'll be kind of cool to see what else is going on in Haddonfield. And, alright, last bit of news got for you. Tenet, the movie that was supposed to be the first film released back in theaters and starting the movie theater world back going. Um, and then inevitably got delayed like every other film that was supposed to come out. Well, it is now going to be released 
internationally starting October, October, excuse me, starting August 26th before opening in select theaters in the U.S. over Labor Day weekend on September 3rd. That's right. They are re- they will have a tenant re-releasing in theaters on August 26th internationally. So they're trying to get things going. Theaters and um, international theaters have been able to open up much sooner than theaters here and the states have. So, you know, Tenant will be back. Hopefully September 3rd we'll be able to see this. Um, but other Christopher Nolan news. Uh, we have um, Inception. Sorry, losing my mind. Inception's going on in my head right now. But uh, Inception is going to be re-released for its 10th anniversary on August 21st, which is, of course, the date that Regal Theaters are reopening. So, very interesting. That movie will be released on its 10th. 10th anniversary, I've seen Inception one time. So, you know, I can see myself going to theaters again and being perfectly fine seeing that film. With that said, um, Inception's going to have a look at Tenant, like we haven't seen before, as well as going to have some other Warner Brothers films going on, uh, some information about other Warner Brothers films coming. Very interesting, because there's Warner Brothers films, DC films, also Warner Brothers, Fantastic Beasts. So interesting stuff going on there. With that said, our, um, August 21st is also the release date for Lionsgate's horror film Antebellum, starring Janelle Monet, which looks fantastic, and I'm really interested to see that movie. So, theaters, fingers crossed that theaters will reopen August 21st, and if they do, I may be seeing multiple films that day, just because one, miss going to theaters, two, I'm interested in both those movies, you know, like I said, Antebellum looks amazing, check out the trailer if you can. And Inception, I've only seen once, so I can definitely see that again without really remembering anything that went on. <laughs> I know Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, and I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it as well. And for some reason, I think Ellen Page is in that movie. Other than that, I don't remember uh, Inception all that much. But, hey, whatever. Cool. Down for it. Please let theaters reopen August 21st. I'm ready to be back in there, checking out all the films, doing what I do. But um, there you go. That's news. Going to take a pause for the cause, which is me getting a drink because I just talked a lot, you know, okay? <laughs> but um, nonetheless, hang tight and I'll be back with a review for Emma. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend, you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready, ready to haunt you. Ah, oh, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! In this time of man's great innocence. Innocence? Innocence?
Welcome everybody back to the show. That was the trailer for the film that I am reviewing on uh, this week's episode by the name of Emma. Simple name, simple title, right? Uh, the film Emma, get to the synopsis here, was released earlier this year, February 21st, 2021. film follows the antics of a young woman by the name of, of course, Emma. Her, her full name, Emma Woodhouse, who lives in Regency era England and occupies herself with matchmaking and sometimes misguided, often meddlesome fashion in the lives of her friends and family. The movie is an adaptation of the book by the same name of Emma by uh, Jane Austen, and has a pretty well review, about 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me tell you, this movie, legit, no lie, 100% mean it when I say this, my favorite film of 2020. Absolute 100% went right to number one as my favorite film of 2020, which is insane to think about because this movie was not on my radar at all. Not at all, you know. Um, go ahead and go into how I came across the movie and the reason I wanted to check this movie out. So, you get the gist of what I do. I go to Redbox, I look through their stuff, pick out a movie, right? So, opened up Redbox, saw this movie called Emma. I'm like, okay, what is this about? Clicked on the image and saw that the star of the film is one Anya Taylor-Joy. And was interested because a couple reasons here. One, Comic-Con, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, is going on right now, right? And one of the things that happened at Comic-Con is a New Mutants panel. New Mutants being a uh, X-Men property characters that is a film that was supposed to come out years ago. And it was just delayed after delayed after delayed and is now set to come out August of this year. And they have not removed that date whatsoever and they're keeping it going and they're trying to keep it going as long as possible. So, New Mutants panel happened this week and New Mutants happens to star who? Anya Taylor-Joy as uh, Magic. And the reason I wanted to check this film out after seeing her name is because I want to try to get adapted to what kind of actress she is because the only things I've seen her in to date before saying this film was um Split and Glass which she's fine in but she's not the main star of the of Glass at least she's in a lot of um Split but this is the first film for me where I was going into it trying to figure out what kind of actress she is and what kind of power she brings to uh her performances and let me tell you holy crap she is amazing. So good throughout this film. Her demeanor throughout the film, her act, her acting, her facial expressions, everything about her was just pure joy and delight to watch her acting in a film. She just nailed it in every single perform part performance and she's throughout the movie. She's like she's the main focus. She's the character of Emma obviously. So she's the main focus of the film. She's in so many scenes and just every single scene she is captivating. It's just interesting. You want to see how she, her mannerisms and everything is just spot on and perfect. I mean, it's just acting to a T. So much so that, like, she may be one of my favorite actresses at this point. Just from this one performance. Of seeing her in this one performance. I can't wait to see her now as Magic in uh, New Mutants, which is coming. It's going to happen. It's They're 
bent. They they are hell bent on releasing that movie. That movie I think is going to be set to release. Comes out a week after movie theaters are supposed to reopen. So can't wait for that and for New Mutants. Again, she was just a delight. Um, rest of the cast really good. Fantastic acting throughout the film. Um, story good, enjoyable story, and. Like, honestly, like, when I'm watching the film, um, before I get there, look. Love the look of the film. Very, very beautiful look. I mean, the castles and the houses look great. The wardrobe is fantastic. Um, very great cinematography for throughout this film. But, yeah, when I was watching it, I was having a great time watching this movie. Like, I was in, and it just, you know, it's it's kind of a comedy, you know. Um, I mean, that's what it says in the trailer. It says, uh... Jane Austen's comedy, so it's a bit of a comedy film, and it's just, it's kind of smart, funny, and so good, it was so good, the dialogue was fantastic, just seeing the characters interact with each other, and how they were talking to each other, and that old um, English talk is fantastic, man, I, I can't support this movie enough, I absolutely loved it, and it's so awesome, because I went into it not knowing what to expect, I was just like, okay, I want to see it, just to see how she performs, and come out with my favorite film of 2020, and I'm sticking by that, I love, I loved the film, absolutely fantastic film, loved it, every single aspect of it was, it was great, I was just sitting there watching and just captivated by everything from, like I mentioned, the dialogue to the style of the film to the smarts of the script and the story, so 100% loved the film and highly suggest checking it out, um, it is worth a watch and definitely going to my collection what a um what a surprise and i love it when movies do that i love it when a movie just grabs me and surprises me like that and i can't say it enough what a good movie that was i thoroughly blown away i may watch it again after <laughs> recording this uh episode so much fun watching it brilliant smart script there's moments where i was watching it where i was i'm i was invested in the movie and that's like i've said it before on other episodes and i'll always say it the number one key to a film is that you are invested in what you're watching, and I was 100% invested in the film. I was laughing. I was smiling. I was like, had a freaking ear-to-ear grin throughout most of this movie just watching it because it's so, it's just, it's just smart, and it's funny, and it's quirky, and it's it's whimsical in a way. It was just, there's like a whimsy watching this movie where it just, it just felt really good watching the movie, and there's moment, there's some moments that can, can be tearjerker, uh, tearjerker moments in the movie, but overall... Good feel, got a lot of comedic parts in it, like smart comedy, kind of in-your-window comedy, kind of underlined comedy aspects, and mostly has to do with, like, Anya's uh, facial expressions and her mannerisms and demeanor throughout the film. So good. Um, also, the the music in the film, freaking bloody fantastic. So good, like, this, the scores in the film and the music playing over the scenes and everything kind of adds to that feeling, like I mentioned a, mo- a moment ago, of... Um, being a little whimsical kind of met that whimsy feeling when you're watching the movie. So, 100% Emma, number one on my list now of 2020 films. Absolutely love it. Anya Taylor-Joy, she may have just entered my list of top 10 favorite actresses just off of one performance, you know? Holy crap, she was so good in this film. Um, Yes, I will um, definitely be adding that to my collection. So, that's the review for Emma. Highly, highly, highly suggest watching this film. Such a good time. So much fun. Loved every loved everything about the film. I can't complain about anything in the film. Um, story, great. Cast, great. Look, great. Music, great. Fun, great time. 
to be had with the film Emma. All right. Um, so yeah, that was the Emma review. I um, actually, actually, I saw another movie. Uh, that will give a, a bit of a review for. Let me go ahead and queue up the trailer for you on this one. But checked out another uh, movie actually last night and thought, hey, why not? And let me go ahead and add an extra review. So bonus review on this episode for a movie called The Hunt, which re was uh, released earlier this year as well. So here's the trailer for The Hunt. So that was the trailer for The Hunt. The Hunt is a Universal film and Blumhouse film. So both films I watched today were Universal films. This uh, The Hunt was a Blumhouse film, which we know Blumhouse is all over the place. They, they release a lot of stuff, man. Um, so watch The Hunt. Uh, quick review of the film. Thought it was a decent movie. Thought it was good. Kind of uh, moments where... Uh, let me go into the synopsis before, you know, go any further. So basically the idea of the movie is that 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. In the shadow of a dark internet conspiracy theory, ruthless and elitist gather at a remote location to hunt humans for uh, sport. So that's the idea of the movie. Felt like, um, reading that synopsis, it felt like this as well. It felt like the Hunger Games to a degree. Um, obviously not 100% like the Hunger Games, but, you know, remote area. They're putting this place where they're being hunted and all that stuff. Kind of like that, but, you know, not full Hunger Games idea. Also felt kind of purgy as well, which is a plum, uh, plum house. <laughs> Blumhouse film um, as well. So, that's what it felt like watching The Hunt. Um, overall, decent movie. I, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it while watching it. I don't think it's one that I'll ever need to see again, or one that I will add to my collection by any means, but watching it one time, it was perfectly fine, I enjoyed it, um, the action scenes are good, um, kind of brutal, got some gore going on in there and stuff like that, and uh, Hilary Swank is in the movie, she's awesome, uh, Emma Roberts is in the movie, she's one of my favorite actresses, mostly because of American Horror Story. And Scream Queens, she's become a bit of a Scream Queen herself, Emma Roberts. Uh, she's in the movie, uh, so that was good. That's a plus for me. And like I said, Hilary Swank was good in it. The cast is good. The cast did a good job. Um, 
kind of a mindless, kind of, we don't like elitist kind of movie deal vibe to it. Uh, there is a great action scene in the movie, I will give it that. There's a really cool um, action scene in the movie. I'm not going to give away when it happens because I don't want to give away anything in the movie, but there's a really good uh, fight scene in the movie. Other than that, thought the hunt was fine for uh, for one watch. I would recommend checking it out one time for sure. Uh, maybe you will enjoy it. Kind of, you know, I mean, it's an action movie meets horror movie, basically is what the, the idea of that is. Uh, nonetheless, that's how I felt about the hunt. Bonus review for you there. Um, another bonus, bonus review. The Amazing Tay-Tay, Taylor Swift, released her new album. Um, don't know how I feel about it. Listen to it once. Kind of very uh, melancholy, slow stuff for her. Completely different. Uh, taps into her country vibe a little bit that she used to have, but much slower. The album is called Folklore. Kind of folky sound to the music. Um, you know what? Speaking of albums, I just keep going. So, um... That's the reviews. Number one main review of the week. Emma, 100% highly suggest seeing that film. I absolutely adored that movie. Adored the movie, and I will be adding it to my collection. What a fantastic movie that was. My number one film from 2020 so far. Um, the Hunt, quick review for you. Good movie, worth a check out. Um, Tay-Tay's new album, Taylor Swift's new album review. And last week, remember, I ended my episode with a tribute to the late, great Chester Bennington and played a Linkin Park song. Um, I didn't get any attack on that, so that's good. That's positive news right there, right? Um, thinking about this week, uh, ending with a music video as well. Um, because I like, I like that idea of ending with, uh, some kind of music at the end. And I probably won't do this every week. This might be the last week I do it. Who knows? This show's twisted. You know what I'm saying? Twisted up show. Stuff's always going on. So, how I wanted to end this episode, basically, as of the recording of this episode yesterday was the 10th anniversary of an album called Nightmare by my favorite band of all time, Avenged Sevenfold. Last week's episode, I talked about how I credit Avenged Sevenfold with uh, saving me with their song Afterlife, Save My Life. So I think it's very fitting to pay tribute to Avenged Sevenfold on this episode, especially with the 10th anniversary of um, their highly acclaimed album Nightmare, first album after they lost the amazingly incredible drum uh, drummer for their band, the Rev, um, unfortunately and untimely, passed away. And uh, Nightmare was very much an album that, you know, a lot of the lyrics were inspired by The Rev. So, what I wanted to do was um, end this episode with a song from Nightmare. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to end it with. Obviously, Nightmare would be the easy way to go. Um, but I'm thinking about ending the episode with uh, a different song. Alright, so took a break there to figure out what song I wanted to play, and this is uh, the one I was thinking about and makes uh, great sense to end this out. Uh, tribute to the great Rev. I'm going to play the last song that the Rev wrote uh, before the, uh, for the album before he untimely passed away um, three days later. After he wrote the song and handed it in and said this is the last song for the album, he unfortunately and sadly passed away three days later. Um, so the last song, the song I'm going to play to close out the show in tribute to... Event Sevenfold hitting the 10th anniversary for the Nightmare album as well. Um, tribute to the amazing The Rev. Miss you every day to Jimmy The Rev Sullivan. Incredible, incredible masterpiece of a drummer that man was. So, before I get into the song, I'm going to do uh, Close Out as Normal. I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining me again this week. Your support means the world to me. I thank you again for joining me along uh, on this journey through all these episodes. 
And I will be back next week with a number, uh, another episode to talk to uh, all the news and review a movie for all of you beautiful people. As well, look out for a new episode from the Disnoids. We are back, baby. New episode from the Disnoids uh, every week as well. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, yeah, we should have new episodes out every week. And I'll have a new episode out next week for my show as well. So, thank you so much again for your support. Thank you for joining me this week. I will talk to you all next week. And remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you next week. Enjoy this amazing masterpiece of a song by Vince Sevenfold by the title of Fiction. See you next week. Talk to you next week.
You know what? Screw it. And uh, two songs. Two movie reviews. Two songs off of Nightmare. We're going to go ahead and go with the title song, Nightmare. Here you go. Have a good night, everybody. Bonus track, baby. Now it's late until the end of time Now this stuff's a madness turning on 